0: Welcome to Middle School Walk & Talk, a podcast series offering heart, hope, and health to members of our middle school communities. Take a walk with co-hosts Bill Fagel and Joe Mazza as they discuss self-care, student well-being, school culture, and more. Middle School Walk & Talk is a production of the Association for Middle-Level Education and is designed to support the concepts outlined in our foundational text, The Successful Middle School, This We Believe. Learn more at amle.org. today's episode OMG we made it.
1: Hey Phyllis we made it.
0: We made it. Hey Joe I'm actually I feel like I have to start out by confessing that I am not walking and talking although I did have the best of intentions. I'm sitting in my car because and I'm going to open my car door so you can hear the sound of the cicadas and understand why I am not walking if this works. Can you hear that?
1: Oh yeah oh yeah.
0: Yeah, it is the case lucky you we here.
1: haven't gotten them they haven't come out of the ground up here yet uh in new york but uh, it's going to be 90 degrees four times next week so i'm hoping that the ground reaches the 64 degree magic temperature i believe uh where these little critters come out so but we are anxiously awaiting them here at uh seven bridges middle school and in in new york
0: oh i wish i could just put some in an envelope and send them to you We've got enough to spare
1: yeah Hopefully, hopefully, my kids, I've talked about it a lot at home, too. So my kids are asking me, like, is this really happening, Dad, or is this, this on YouTube? Uh, <laughs> we're at the end of the year, and this is our last podcast uh, in our series uh, this year, the, the Walk and Talk, and, you know, we're going to do some re- reflecting today. We're going to talk a little bit about accomplishments, um, how we're ending the year, uh, and then just focused on the, the recharge in the, in the summer. Phyllis, how are you planning on wrapping up the school year?
0: You know, actually one of the things that we did that I think ended up being a stroke of genius on the part of our middle school principal was to hand over the reins for planning celebrations to our student council. And they have planned all kinds of stuff for the end of the year, including picnics for each grade. Uh, All of them went to a park earlier in the week. They either had pizza or they got Chipotle and the kids came up with games. One of them was trying to explain the game Throw, throw burrito or throw burrito throw. Anyway, they've come up with all kinds of fun games and activities just to get them out of the usual routine. And it has actually been such a huge success that we have a huge increase in the number of kids expressing interest in running for student council because they have an appreciation for the kind of difference that they can make. And it was really empowering for the kids. I also have been talking to our middle school principal lately about some of the other things planned for the end of the year that are what i guess i would call new and temporary traditions because there are so many typical traditions that we just can't do like the we usually have a big ceremony where the eighth graders pass the baton so to speak to the seventh graders yeah to make them the the new leaders in the school and since Mm -hmm. we can't do that this year each home room during morning meeting is going to have a move-up ceremony.
1: Listen, it's the whole year has been about compromising and, um, you know, adapting on the fly and ambiguity. And uh, I think it's fantastic that you've, you know, your school is empowering the students to plan end of the year activities. And um, I, I think it's only logical to see an uptick in students wanting to be a part of leadership in the school when we allow them to actually lead um, I think there's a, certainly a lot of glorified student council groups that um, are called leaders, but, you know, don't really carry out things that, um, you know, they've come up with the idea to, to put it in place. So that's super cool. I think it says a lot about the, the culture of your school.
0: Yes, and I know you do a ton with Student Voice, and you, you actually bring in an outside organization, correct?
1: we had um, student voice in residence um, last year before the pandemic they were here for two full days um, and if you go to stewvoice.org uh, you'll see what i'm talking about the hashtag is stuvoice, voice and um, i met a couple of students um, years ago uh, i don't know six seven eight years ago um, in New York City when i was uh, speaking and uh, I, I really got into student voice in a way that I hadn't ever before um, and just in terms of having them be a part of every part of the school influencing decisions um, access affordable you know in learning diversity inclusion you know how due process happen expression technology the climate I mean I think there are so many ways the kids involved in actually you know giving us the real feedback of what it looks like and feels like for them, because that's really what it's about. We can feel like you know we've got student voice or we've got student leadership, but does it feel like it to them? That's that's what really matters. So um, lots of great resources out there for student voice if, if folks are thinking about that over the summer as a goal for, for 21, uh, 22, but l- let's talk about June. We've made it to June. I think it's phenomenal. Well, I'm to congratulate everyone listening. That's an educator that um, really, Really faced the the storm of our lives, uh, so to speak, over the last 16 months, and um, you know the celebrations are. are I'm hearing of them. I'm seeing them. We're seeing pictures posted because there's a lot of schools in the Midwest that are done already, um, and how they're ending their uh, how they're ending the school year.
0: It's it's great, and I I love what you were just sharing about that outside organization and all of the different ways that kids can get involved. One of the other things that our students did or are planning to do in the next week or so, we actually end June 15th or June 16th, sometime in in a week and a half or so, is to create a poster. And again, this was somebody on student council's idea. Uh, An eighth grader came up with the idea of creating a poster for every teacher in the building and to put the kids faces on the front using the existing photos we have of students. And then on the back to have the kids all write uh, letter, uh, a thank you note essentially to their teacher, just to let them know how much they appreciate them and everything that's happened this year. And I think it's such a helpful way to celebrate the end of the year with a little bit of gratitude. And and I was really impressed that it was students who came up with that idea.
1: Yeah, we we had diversity, uh, not diversity, unity day here in our school district yesterday. And uh, it's typically the last four or five years, it's been at the high school. Um, and this year, the middle schools had an opportunity to participate. Um, and it was arguably the most powerful day since I've been um, at this building just to see love um, all day, you know, in different ways and, and hearing um, from a couple different keynote speakers. Um, we had Dr. Eddie Moore with us, we also had Dr. Randall Pinkett. And uh, I just can't say enough things about how they were able to engage not just fifth graders at our school. And eighth graders, but all the way up to twelfth graders saw the same keynote. And I had some reservations about that from a developmental lens at first, but um, wow, our kids left with a lot of new terminology, examples, stories, and wonderings um, as we what
0: What is Unity day? Of- <laughs> Unity day?
1: Unity um, Day. It's all planned by the the Black Student Union um, at Horace Greeley High School, and uh, they plan the whole thing from beginning to end. Uh, and it is a day about being inclusive it is a day about understanding what that word means in a variety of different um you know avenues whether we're talking about you know special education whether we're talking about race and equity um whether we're talking about you know policies and laws and whatnot Um, but it really allows kids to reflect all day we kept kids in their pods um, which you know on one hand it's a lot of sitting uh, and it rained yesterday so that was hard but um, the conversations that can get to a deeper level now that we've spent the whole year together are just powerful, just absolutely powerful. So um, just the, and I tweeted a bunch of these um, with the hashtag chap unity day, um, but it was just a powerful experience. It was our first stab at it. You know, we didn't have a ton of time to plan, um, but it, it gives us um, hope and opportunity in language to start the school year next year. Uh, really with with equity in mind uh, on a lot of, different, lot of different levels. I'll have to
0: check out your tweets. I think reflection is actually a huge part of ending this particular year. One of the activities that our one of the fifth grade teachers did with our students was to ask a series of questions and it was things like what is the nicest thing someone in our class did for you this year what was the most challenging part of the year for you what is something you accomplished that you're proud of and the one that elicited the most insightful and the most thoughtful and interesting answers was the question knowing what you know now if you could write a letter to yourself that would travel back in time so that you'd receive it at the start of this school year, what advice would you give your younger self? And honestly, their answer could have been written by the adults in the building. They said things like, I would say, this is going to be a really hard year, but you're going to make it through. Someone said, go easy on yourself. Another kid said, We did it, and we actually also learned and made new friends. Some of them were really cute. One of them said, had I known then what I know now, I would have been friends with, and they named a kid in the class a lot sooner because he's so nice. And I think it was an opportunity to really look at how far they came and how much they'd grown, and again, to express some gratitude for the experience that even in the midst of so much hardship, that they had come through all of it, probably stronger for their struggles.
1: That's fantastic activity is to, you know, get kids to, you know, and, and there's a lot of different things that we teachers do to have kids write letters to themselves, you know, but this one is, this one's a, a memorable one. This is one, uh, this is a keeper. Um, and, you know, it's not going to be, you know, lights back on next year and everything's back to air quotes, normal, whatever that means for us anymore. Um, but it's, you know, like you said, it, it really, puts the light on accomplishment, puts the light on, we did this. And it was hard, but these are the things that we did. And this is what I needed to, to get through it.
0: And actually, um, really after, it really was and, and really poignant too, because we sometimes don't necessarily know what's going on in a middle schooler's internal life, give them a pen and you'll find out, especially if they have some level of anonymity as they're filling it out. But one of the things that I took away from reading the kids' responses is that it would be a really powerful activity to do at a staff meeting. And I actually suggested it to our head of school because just taking that time to stop and reflect and and look at where we are, think about the kinds of things that people have, Done for you personally that have been helpful or kind, and thinking about things you're proud of, or maybe the challenges you were able to overcome, or maybe just areas where you developed some more self awareness, I think could be a really great way to just take a moment and just think again about how far we've come this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I I listened to our first podcast the other day um, when I'm cruising through here, always trying to find the best podcasting app, um, you know, for my phone and, uh, just the, where we were just the, just the tone and the, the, the concepts that we were talking about, um, while we were home and on remote instruction and walking around our neighborhoods, um, and how out of breath I was, uh, walking around my neighborhood when we we started this thing. Um, but I, I think it's, there's personal pieces here. And I know we want to talk a little bit about, you know, this accomplishment and, and wrapping things up, and, and how how it affected us, um, and the things that we're we're proud of. Um, have you given it a lot of thought?
0: You know, it's it's funny you say that because as after the fifth grade teacher shared with me the questions that she had given to her students, I looked at her, and this is a teacher I really admire, somebody who I've spent a lot of time talking to over the course of the year really just puts her heart and soul into everything she does. And I said, what are you proud of? You know, what do you feel a sense of accomplishment about? And she said, you know, the first part of the year, I felt like I wasn't covering as much material as I normally did. And I was really hard on myself and I worried that maybe they wouldn't be as prepared as kids had been in another year. And then once we got to January and we started to come back in person uh, to a greater degree, all of a sudden the pace picked up and she was talking about how they read three novels since January and they wrote three essays and they wrote fantasy fiction and the kids were really into it. And I was really struck by the fact that at at her core, what she's most proud of is the work that she's done. And, you know, we think about the things that make people happy in their work. And one of them is autonomy and mastery. And that really summed up where she was, that she'd been able to do the kind of teaching she wanted to do, and she could see the mastery in her students. And so I was thinking about what she said, and then thinking about how that applied to myself and thinking that I'm proud of, and I'm I tend to be pretty mercilessly self-critical and focus on the kids I don't reach or the ones I feel like I could have done a better job with or situations maybe I could have handled differently. And instead, I started and I thought, well, what are the things that I do feel good about? And one of them is just every single day i got up and i went to work and i did my best and really that's all that we can ask of ourselves and no matter how i was feeling or no matter what was going on in my in the world in my own house with my own kids virtual learning you know i just got up and i went to work and i did the best that i could i do want to encourage everyone who's listening to remember that you don't have to have some huge grand accomplishment from this year it really is an accomplishment just to have done the best that you could do and to, to work as well as you can with whatever the situation was that you had to deal with in your life. There's just so much going on.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, you've sold yourself short a little bit, Phyllis, in terms of what you've done and the limits of what you've done. Cause I think, you know, between the, the tweeting, the writing, the speaking, the podcasting, um, you know, you, you've been able to support, um, teachers and, and students and parents, you know, all over the planet. Um, you know, I don't know that you skipped a beat professionally uh, speaking uh, through this whole thing. And I don't know where you find the time and the energy and and all that, but I know you've helped me and and our school and and lots of others um, out there. So, um, you know, they can't all yell into the microphone right now, but I'll do it for them. (laughs) Thank you, Phyllis. It's, it's, I think it's Uh, really been helpful this year to have, have support and have people, you know, that really are are, know what they're talking about and experts, you know, helping us with our compass. Um, this what, is what about in so many different ways?
0: Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And um, likewise, I think you also have done such a terrific job this year. And I know one of the things you share with me a lot is that you don't do it alone, that there are a lot of people that you feel grateful to. I know I feel that way too, especially my colleagues. I don't think any of us could have managed it and without being backup for one another, whether that was emotional backup or just logistical backup, but really all of the support that I experienced this year from my colleagues. And I know you feel early, I'd actually love to hear your answer to both of those questions, just, you know, that whatever you feel most proud of or challenge you feel you overcame this year and also the people that maybe support you along the way. Um,
1: yeah, so I, I think the, you know, I'm most proud of the fact that um, we work together as a, a parent body and a school body and a staff body um, to make this thing happen. I mean, in terms of communication, um, you know, I, I never felt like I was in the dark uh, from our upper admin, and I don't know that our parents ever felt like they were in the dark from our school. Um, I think that was one of the goals from the very start, you know, that we wanted to communicate and communicate a lot because things were changing. Um, no one had any kind of certainty. So, um, the anxiety level that we could control would be the not knowing part and the, and the communication part. So I think we really improved our communication throughout the year. And, uh, there's certainly going to be some things that we keep, um, you know, I, I, haven't picked up the phone and talked to a parent in ages, you know? I I zoom with them. I would much rather best case scenario um, be able to talk with them as if they were here. Um, And uh, as much as I don't want to zoom or hear that ding next year, you know, I think that's going to stick, you know, I want to make sure that our, our families really feel like they're a partner and valued in this work. And these conversations are so important, you know, about with their kids in the time that they're in their lives. Um, I, I, could not have, you know, gotten past the first couple months without um, our assistant principal who just recently got her doctorate, Dr. Nicole Nover now. Um, she's going to be the principal in a neighboring school district. So Max, I'm, I'm you're interviewing right now for a, an assistant principal. So if you're, if you're listening out there and you uh, want to work in the, the best middle school in New York, then um, hit us up. Um, but uh, I just, uh, you know, from, from Nicole to our teacher leaders, to our clinical counseling staff. um, And, you know, we had eight teachers just over the last two weeks that, that put all their efforts into unity Day and and making that the best it could possibly be for the rest of the staff. And, you know, they certainly weren't uh, paid extra for that. You know, obviously took up some family time as well. And I I think that people um, have all gotten on the bus of, well, we're going to get through this together. We're almost there. You know, We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, I think it's done a lot for our own, um, I guess, what, you, what would you say, uh, collegiality or uh, camaraderie, um, so to speak. It'll be interesting um, how our culture uh, improves uh, over the course of next year based upon this particular experience together. Um, and I'm still no administrator here. You know, I, This is only my third year coming up here at this particular middle school. So um, that's really important to me, you know, that we really get to know each other. And I think the the deep dive over the last year really kind of expedited uh, a lot of that work that takes, you know, years and years and years because we've been working together on life and death situations as well as just, you know, teaching and, um, you know, supporting kids. So um, lo- lots of gratitude out there. And I think this is the year that, um, you know, I know some of us just run out the door and head into summer, but um, at the end, but we really need to take time to celebrate. Uh, and I think that's what you know, you're, you're doing by you know, those letters, the kids that are writing to themselves. And I've got a faculty meeting coming up and you're giving me some ideas on how I can you know, have our teachers not just reflect, but feel the accomplishment um, you know, and, and just understand the magnitude of that and go into the summer holding that, uh, knowing we're exhausted and we absolutely need that best vacation possible um, and not to think about school in July uh, that's been my recommendation. Right. I know there's a couple of PDs, but you know, not many. But you know, I, I'm really going to do my best to, to to really turn the page and refocus back in August. Um, but um, yeah, th-
0: thinking of thinking about August a little bit, something that we've been talking about at my school is this idea of onboarding new staff because really they have a lot of misconceptions about the culture of our school. You know, right now everyone is a little siloed off in their individual classrooms. There's just not as much mingling because it wasn't safe to do so. We don't eat communally the way we normally do. So we're going to give everybody a mentor who's new for a second year in a row, even though normally they would only have that mentor for the first year and they'll come to new teacher orientation. I think we'll be doing a lot of the same kind work with students who are new this year who also have some faulty ideas about what the culture is and how we work together. I think as we're celebrating the end, especially the great work of teachers who are new to our buildings, and in some cases new to the profession, can you imagine starting teaching this year? I mean, talk about a crazy challenge. And to make time to also reassure them that maybe there are some concerns that they have that they haven't felt comfortable voicing because they're new that relate to that feeling of belonging that relate to that sense of community that we can alleviate by sharing what things are like in more typical times. And and I think that's something we might want to think about going forward as well.
1: Absolutely, you know, mentoring is, um, you know I think it's typically it's okay I have a mentor my first year's over okay that was that was great but um, as we know this this work is you know you, you don't hit everything that you need a mentor with your first year um, so you know how do we look at those mentor programs in years two and three um, differently mm-hmm. focusing on you know different things and, and potentially even providing you know additional mentors around the building in different spots that aren't just a single person um, so you run the risk of just having one person's lens uh, on an entire building of poten- 80 you know 70 80 people. Um, but, Joe, I think
0: I, I think that thunderstorm might be getting closer to you because, at least for me, you're going in and out a little bit. Is your sky black? Uh,
1: I it's, heard thunder. It's very dark. It's very <laughs> dark. Um, but we'll, I'll I'll, we'll, I'll look at the tape and see if we need to record some pieces. But um, you know, that's that thought is in my head in terms of the mentor, and also you know the kids that we end the year on remote to welcome them back and to get them ready and to potentially even have them come over to the school early. Um, whatever we can do. But, you know, I know that we've got to have our eyes, um, you know, on those kids as they transition back after being out for potentially 18, 19 months.
0: Hard to wrap your mind even. And I had mentioned in the last episode, we're doing t-shirts and actually the art teacher is working with some of the teachers to maybe tie dye them as well. The t-shirts will say, I survived the 2021 school year and they'll all be signing them and decorating them Another thing that we're doing in the middle school to end the year on the last day, typically the last day is sort of a nothing day. Everyone's cleaning up, packing up. It's kind of minutiae. And instead of that, we're trying to plan really fun games and activities, again, with that spirit of celebration. I know the student council is planning escape room games the last day and just making it fun.
1: Escape rooms. All of our schools could be escape rooms. (laughs) And the kids, the kids are going to these places um, like the arcade. We used to go to the arcade. They don't have those anymore uh, at the malls and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's another opportunity for kids to lead. It's another opportunity for kids to bring to school and blur the lines between home and school and make it more of a place where they want to be when they when they get up in the morning
0: our pe teacher this year arranged to bring in an inflatable obstacle course for kids which was so fun and it was something that they could do socially distance they just took turns going through it and it felt you know like going to a fair just for a day which it, it, normally the bar would be higher for something to feel like going to a fair but given the year we've had it doesn't really take that much to really make something feel exciting and novel and fun for these kids and i hope that next year we, we do that again, that we ask each of the teachers, you know, what is it that you think would make the kids really drive a lot of joy out of the experience? Because we do want them to have a sense of purpose to feel invested. And in order for them to feel that way, especially on the heels of the year that they've had, I think we're going to have to really inject a lot of joy and fun into the experience and not only have it about the learning and the academics, particularly since a lot of kids aren't feeling as academically strong as they might have in past years.
1: And you know what? That's okay. We're going to support you. You know, next year there's, you know, teachers at, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school that are going to know um, that they're going to be on the receiving ends of kids that, you know, may have some gaps. Um, in their learning, uh, in their social development. And I, and I think that we're going to have to, you know, really drill down and focus on and, and make sure that we're, you know, our, whatever our universal screeners are, all, all those things that help us understand where kids are and what exactly they need um, individually um, is, is going to be super helpful. But before that, we're going to celebrate. We're going to finish this year through. We're going to make sure everybody knows, you know, uh, feels the love, knows what they accomplished. This is the year to vacation and um, really get away, clear your mind, Get off your device, get off your Zoom screen, um, and and get your body recharged for life in the upcoming year. And I think we lost Phyllis to the cicadas.
0: And on that apropos note, we conclude the first season of AMLE's Middle School Walk and Talk. We hope you have a great summer, and we'll see you back next school year for more walking adventures with Joe and Phyllis.